right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to maybe one of the more exciting, uh, excitable. I'm, exci- I'm an excitable boy right now to hear talk about some golf to the No Laying Up podcast. Sally here. TJ Pye is here. He's Hello. excited. I'm very excited. Tron Happy is here. here. He is filming this one. He's excited. Tell us about how excited you are, Mr. TC. Oh, you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> I'm so excited. We're going to like, I feel like this is the victory lap. Yeah, we're excited to talk. Big Randy's going to be the contrarian, right? Oh, God, I got some tape. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Callaway is excited and proud to have been part of Capital One's The Match and the incredible amount of money contributed to charity. They mentioned it. It was mentioned during the broadcast. If you go to callawaygolf.com slash the match, you can bid on custom wedges, raising funds for the Feeding America organization. And also, if you missed it, uh, their Maverick commercial broke the news that Callaway, Dick Sporting Goods, and Golf Galaxy teaming up to donate 10% of the revenue from the all-new Maverick sales at those stores to the CDC Foundation. And again, speaking of the Callaway Maverick, we saw Phil, he got a little little wayward at times, but he uh, hit some timely big drives, some great chips with his PM grind wedges. And if you're interested uh, for a chance to win a Callaway staff bag signed by Phil, go to callawaygolf.com slash the match. And uh, that bag also comes with a custom fit set of Callaway clubs. So go to callawaygolf.com slash the match. If you can't tell, the spirit of that of that read is just very charitable and very giving, and we are feeling very charitable and very giving tonight. Welcome to the No Laying Up Podcast, Podcasters for Prosperity this, this <laughs> evening. Well, I feel like uh, Tiger hit more hellacious seeds. For sure. Tiger was nothing but hellacious seeds. Right? Which ah, is, Tiger played well. We might not cover that within the first hour, based on what we just <laughs> saw. So we're all pumped up. I think we were all texting each other. Yeah, I think the excitement kind of sh- shined through on social media. I want to turn it over to Big Randy first, though. What was your reaction? What did you like? Where you, where, where you stand right now? It was fantastic. No hyperbole. I think, are, are you asking for my favorite thing? Sure. Favorite thing. I think uh, the joy and enthusiasm in which Phil Mickelson went about explaining his golf shots and coaching Tom Brady. <laughs> That's exactly right. I, I, I tweeted something that was like, man, this is... This is all I've ever wanted from golf. It's just Phil describing every shot, and someone responded. It was like, that's all Phil's ever wanted from golf, too. <laughs> uh, so I, I was good to help people helping people. Embracing the process. Exactly. I couldn't it help. It was a celebration of the process the whole day yeah. today. I couldn't help get the the image, the Pete Weber, the bowling guy, the, the clip where he's like, who you think you are, I am. That's going through Tiger's head as Phil is way over explaining everything he's about to do. Tiger's like, yeah, all that's going on in my head. I just don't have to tell everyone about it. There's, there's going to be a lot of moments, I feel like, that flood back to all of us. And we're just going to probably interject each other's sentences a lot today. But let me get out my favorite quote of the day, which was... Uh, this one's for you, work day. <laughs> and he blows it off the fucking planet. I got, after after Audi had spent however much oh. money sponsoring that one, and they didn't get a single mention. It was just all work day, work day, work day. Ambush marketing. Neil made the call. It. He made the call. Exactly. Highly illegal. I got emotional watching that. You know, just hearing that tribute was just, you know, I just got emotional. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, you hit the wrong That's one. That's supposed to be hitting bombs. Where's hitting bombs? No, uh, I, I, we lost uh, the we lost uh, the message. Might be the, the bottom soundboard. corner. We lost the soundboard. Hitting bombs. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Um, TC, what are you munching on here? Uh, shishito peppers. <laughs> I'm gonna try one of these. You a fan? I don't know. I've never had one. Oh god. One, a, one a, out of every ten is hot. Is this gonna be a complete breakdown? 
And I've already. I want to chew into the mic. That's kind of okay. ASMR. Um, all right, so let's just start right off the bat. Shut up, <laughs> they're, they're really good. You should try one, Randy. TC, what was your favorite thing? TB12 just shitting himself all over the front nine. And after, like I, I said on the preview podcast, like the guy is not that good. Like Peyton, Peyton system quarterback. He's, he's a said system it. quarterback. He's a system golfer. <laughs> you know, I guess he got a shaft from Tiger, potentially a system shaft. Like he, he just like Peyton. When you saw him, even he's he's got four vertebrae fused together. You can still tell like his hips go through. He's got great hands and all that. Like I didn't see any of that from TB12. I know he hold the shot and I know he stuffed it on the part of three. Other Suck than on that, that like, Chuck. he stinks. <laughs> it was not good. I want to push back. He he kind of found it a little bit. Yeah. The last four four or five holes, he really summoned something, I thought. I mean, Granted, he should. Was, He's was a... Phil lining up his putts? Absolutely. Phil was like, it was so pro-am mode from Phil. It, it felt like... Well, if you want to talk about lining up putts... <laughs> that was bad. That was bad, too. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that, right? <laughs> but what was... Okay, so Tiger definitely lined up Peyton's putt on the par three, yes. and he made it. But is it illegal for your playing partner to line you up? I think, I think it's, it's a caddy for anybody, rule. right? I think it's a caddy rule. I think rule. it is a caddy rule. Shit, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I mean, it's intent-based. Yeah. Right? So if, if you intended for somebody to line you up, you're against the rules. Can you imagine if Slugger would have inserted himself into that scenario? Wait, what did Slugger do today? There was so many times that he was needed, <laughs> and I saw him like twice the first three holes. He went holes. back to the clubhouse. It was too wet. <laughs> <laughs> that, that straw hat does not hold up in the rain. How does Tom Brady not know how a red stake works? That's a tough look for a supposed 8.1 handicap. Sorry, I was in the film room winning Super Bowl. It's <laughs> <laughs> a tough look for medalist. You what know, potential players club. Yeah, it's true. Seminal. Or, 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 sorry, sorry, Seminal. Yeah. yeah. Very tough look for Seminal. Mm-hmm. I didn't think, sorry, I didn't think Tom's move was all that bad. Once he kind of It was. You loose. have to admit it was nebbish, as I pointed it out. It was very nebbish. He's a six foot five, like, freaking unit, and he's hitting it 180 off the tee? Are you <laughs> uh, fucking kidding me? <laughs> Tom, we do need to shout out. He first of all, uh, among one of the many things that we'll say, we'll get to, and probably not get to. He didn't hit one driver all day, which was which concerning. I learned he didn't have a driver in the bag. I eventually oh. learned that. That was a, a Phil probably put it in Phil's bag. Which, Phil like, said, "Let me put that in my bag. You, I'll have two just in case." If you don't have a driver in the bag, like you don't have a driver. You don't in the have bag. a driver. Yeah, yeah. You literally don't have a driver. If you have zero drivers, you have no driver. <laughs> Phil has probably put the Frankenwood in his bag. There was that, but. TB12 did win the long drive contest between the two quarterbacks at 221 mm-hmm. yards with that with, little... With a three-wood. Three-metal. But I felt like Peyton would have won it going away because he's got that that, draw. that roasty draw, but he was getting no you know, no roll out of it. One thing that Tiger put on display that the two AMs did not, Supers. those fairways are wide. Yeah. Those are like, that was a, they lost so many balls. And again, all right, disclaimer, like it dumping rain and you're an amateur golfer playing in front on television next to Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson. It's going to be pretty tough. And as much as like, it's fun to pile on Brady. Sometimes that's what eight handicaps will look like playing golf. Imagine I, 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 I really, you can have a, a horrible he's a, day. He's a 12. Yeah, that's he's, not. He's truly you can't TV12. be a current eight handicap and play like that. Well, but you could always be the eight handicap that you know has not you know not logged a ton of rounds in recent time, but the handicap doesn't go up because of it. I'm looking. At you Florida golf's a little different too. Yeah. So like he's he's playing up in Massachusetts now. He's playing down in Florida. 
There's not a whole lot of places to miss the fairways and all that, or even rough up in uh, up at the country club. Probably got some friendly caddies kicking it out of the, yeah, out of the shit up there I, in the I, country club. The thing that gave it away, I just didn't think he had a good enough feel for the game to be an eight handicap. He was a good putter. I'm with you there. He was, I, I will say, all the rumors about he was him a being fine, a He was a fine putter. Just because he did he the TC way doesn't mean he was a good putter. <laughs> he was a fine putter. He, he blew that one 15 feet past the hole. Yeah. Like he putter off the green one. <laughs> well, he wasn't good either. <laughs> There's never been a more out of body or more out of in line experience uh, that I've ever watched on TV than watching his first however many holes and then seeing him hole a shot from the middle it of the was, fairway. Somebody tweeted and asked, "Did my edible just hit?" As, the, <laughs> as that was, I turned to DJ. Yeah. I was like, "Like, wait, like they they're fucking with us, right? <laughs> like, that was that, that was not real." Didn't right? you guys wonder like how did he get in the middle of the fairway though? Yeah, <laughs> because that was the first thing going through my mind was like, "Wait a second, why, how did he get there?" Exactly. It was his fourth shot. Which... But I think he dropped in the middle of the fairway on a couple holes, and I think that was one of them. Well, they were. he did not want to pick up. He was going to hit. He plays like Randy does. He hits 18 cups. I think he was taking some mercy drops, though. It, it could be like the, really? break, the uh, Breaking Bad theory that Walter White actually died in that car in New Hampshire and all the rest was a dream. Like that could have been the situation. He died in those woods, and like the rest was just in his mind. What he thought was going to happen. His second shot was terrible. We never saw where it landed. We never saw his third shot, and then for his fourth, the, he magically was in the middle of the fairway. In fairness, they might have dropped him from coverage. <laughs> for yeah. sure, yeah. It was going to be done. What do we think of the format, DJ? I loved it. I mean, I, I hopefully you know was very vindicated in in uh, expressing my excitement for the all shot. I think that was clear to see how fun that was going to be because yeah, I'd like to take my take back from the preview that <laughs> I was kind of confused by it and that was fantastic. Yeah, it would have been miserable if it was just like that's very cool imagine if they saw I know it was very honorable. <laughs> if they truly had to play from like all of Brady's you know shitty tee shots and Peyton's shitty tee shots like that wouldn't have been wouldn't fun. Have been so fun. they were. Yeah, they were in every hole, but you still had plenty of drama and plenty of the AMs picking the guys up and letting the guys down and all stuff. So I, I thought the format was great. I was a little suspect. I think the charity fundraiser aspect of this definitely promotes making it longer. And I think that's that's good. Like, you know, more time you're on the air, the more money you can raise, the more ads you can sell, all that stuff is great. But I think if you're, you know, for five years down the line and this becomes more of like a factory kind of like let's turn these things out, I think it could probably be nine holes. 18 holes felt felt pretty long, but uh, I think 18 holes of modified alternate shot would have felt flowed a lot yes, better. Or that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the the best ball on the front didn't do a ton for me. Especially three shots to the end. They're getting three <laughs> shots. Like, yeah, I think yeah, Andy Johnson or someone tweeted that when when Brady had lost like his fifth ball on the on that side. Uh, it was like just a reminder that Tom Brady's getting three shots off of Tiger Woods. <laughs> it's like, on this side. give both of them. A full shot on on every hole. Every hole, because yeah. not every tee box was different. Like there's only Tiger tees on eight of the holes. Right. I think they played all, same tees on several of the holes. That was what shocked me was when they're teeing off and it's like four, you know Tiger and Phil are teeing off and it's 510 yard par four and then they scoot it up and Brady and Manning are teeing off and it's still 468. I know. Mm-hmm. And 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 Peyton made a like just a, one of the most comfy fours I think I've ever seen on the second hole, right? Yeah, where it was like just pissing rain and he had he must have had. I mean, it's hard. Of course, there was a million things going on in a very small crew, but two hundred and ten yards. Yeah, you didn't know how far they had into a lot of the greens. But like they said, Tiger had well over it was like two hundred three or something, or two hundred ten, and Peyton hit before him, and he just kind of knocks this like three iron, four iron, whatever, like up to fifteen feet with water left. Like that was very. Very impressive, yeah. but the how the elements played out on the back nine with conditions the alternate were shot. tough. Listen, <laughs> conditions were tough. Not even the conditions. I'm saying like the element of the game where it felt like every hole on the alt shot they were opposite each other. 
Like that it, was so cool. It was. So, yeah. you know, if, you know, if so-and-so runs a putt by, but Peyton's got to putt the next one, it's kind of like, whoa, like I want to see that. Exactly. Finally the putt that Peyton had to hit. You know, there were some gimmies. I think it was kind of like a, all right, let's, let's yeah. string this thing out as far as we but can. I did want to see some of those guys grinding a little bit. Which they yes. did. They made Peyton putt that three footer. And he on 14, kind of, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, Tom got crowned a timer too on the back nine. Definitely. There was a lot of five footers that were scooped, mm-hmm. but there was one like to your point, Sally, I forget which hole it was. It was early in the all shot, but uh, <laughs> what both players missed the green. It was Peyton and Phil hitting the approach shots and they both missed the green. And all of a sudden it was like, all right, well, who do you think has a better chance to get up and down, Tiger Woods or Tom Brady? And like Brady lags it up there to tap in. It <laughs> yeah, was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like that that kind of stuff is, you know, when you've got Phil, you know, they're both 158 or whatever, and it's Phil against Peyton Manning. Like, it was great. I the time it. that Brady had that putt to win, um, I forget which hole it was, but he had like a 12, 10-footer to win the hole. Right. And I was like, you know what? I've seen Tiger and Phil – hit these putts a million times. I've never seen somebody like Tom Brady hit <laughs> yeah. this putt. And I cannot wait to see what actually happens here. And they, he missed it, but it was a, like a really good effort. They he were so loose the whole day and so relaxed. And that was the one time Brady like looked like he was on a football field. Mm-hmm. He was fuming after he missed that putt, which mm-hmm. was kind of fun to see. Just adds so much context. Yeah. Right? Did I get to everyone's favorite thing or did I get too excited? I think so. I, I would probably say, I mean, just the telecast, honestly. Like, uh, obviously, I DJ making positive yes, coverage. Yes, and, and I will. There will be plenty of coverage. Let takes me today. clarify yeah. a little bit of what I said uh, after the Taylor made one, because what I was kind of <laughs> trying to get at was, man, when you have all these people watching, it would be cool to make it look different. And today looked so freaking different than what we see every week. And like, find me somebody who is a casual fan, who's a hardcore fan, who's, you know, whatever, that didn't think that that was a step in the right direction. It was fantastic, and all the hats off to the people who pulled it off on, like, a what I would have to guess is the worst possible circumstances. Small crew, people who don't know anything about golf, uh, like... Pouring rain. Pouring rain, <laughs> all that stuff. It's just like, man, just simplify it and, like, distill it down into the best part and show why golf is fun. And I think you tweeted something or texted or whatever... That was like, man, I so rarely do I watch golf and am I reminded of like, man, you know what? This is really super fun sport. I love golf. This is why I love <laughs> yeah, golf. Yeah. And today that was like for five straight hours. That was the feeling. And I'll say this about the both the people that organized the event and the people that were in charge of covering it is how not self-congratulatory they were about the safety protocols they had to follow. When you talk off the record with these guys, like every single comment was almost about like, no, this is like a safety exercise. This is not about the match. It's like we you like you wouldn't understand how the hoops we gotta jump through to make this, you know, coincide with CDC protocols. All the testing and quarantine they had to do. I mean, you saw like that wasn't like a joke, like the the broadcasters were in different, you know, with glass between them. It's like if you're raising efforts for charity in relation to this thing, like you have to make sure you are <laughs> very much in line with that. And that they didn't even, you know, even talking to Jeff about it on the on the preview podcast, he didn't really want to go into it because he's like he just wanted it to be entertaining for people. And gosh, they 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 shine through on that. Let's get to some TC. You want to let's get to your favorite thing here in one second. No, I think I already said my favorite. Okay, thing. but yeah, I was just gonna go go back on that. It was like, you know, it wasn't like hey, like we're we're clearly doing this or that or that. It was just self. It was self-explanatory. Yes, it's like here we are. We're gonna and it didn't impede literally anything. The whole telecast. You Mm -hmm. never thought twice about like oh well they couldn't do this because they were hamstrung. Like it just 
they made it work. It was awesome. Um, before we do get going here too much, uh, if people might be starting to schedule some trips, some golf trips, putting some things back on the calendar after having a lot of things stripped from the calendar, I know we're starting to do that as well. One of our favorite places to go for golf is Pinehurst. That was pretty well documented, I would have to say, during uh, season five. I lost it. Season five. Season five, five of Taurus Sauce, presented by our friends at Original Penguin, which featured our visit to Pinehurst. TC, when you think of Pinehurst, or what are your favorite things here about Pinehurst? I think about the ninth hole on number two. That par three. Yeah, I just really. Oh yeah, <laughs> like it. It just. Why is that your reaction, Deech? Oh, that's like the twelfth hole I would have thought of. That's a, <laughs> I, unbelievable. That speaks to the greatness exactly. of Pinehurst. I played it probably eight times now. I don't think I've ever hit the green before. <laughs> In the midst of some really good rounds, after you know being one or two over going into that hole, and just I just shit myself when I get to that hole. So I think of the ninth hole at number two. DJ, what's the first thing you think of? I'll go with the cradle. I think that we've had some exceptional times at the cradle the last uh, the last few years. Every every time we go there, I think it's a perfect way to start a round of golf or end a round of golf, whatever uh, whatever your fancy is, whatever your schedule is, and you know hopefully it's a, a place that's emulated by by more around the country. Big Randy. Mm, what don't I think of? Uh, no, I think the hotel, honestly. The breakfast. breakfast the breakfast. <laughs> the, the breakfast is so good. Uh, buffet, you know, the rocking chairs, just the whole laid back. Uh, you're in a small town, great golf. I, I think that whole feeling uh, is, is what I get to mentally. Well, they, they are available. They're ready and waiting for you to come visit. Uh, so check out Pinehurst if you're scheduling any trips. There's a lot of great golf in the area. There's so much to uh, enjoy at the resort with the cradle and the thistle do, and they've done a lot to promote just all around great vibe, which again, if you're, if you're curious for more, go check out our YouTube channel. There's plenty of that there. And uh, I know we're going to be back there later this year, which we'll announce that later on, I think. So back to the Capital Ones, the match, which really, if I'm nitpicking, it's the name that's good, that I'm going to nitpick. It stinks. <laughs> just call it the Capital Look One match stinks. or something. <laughs> but that, I, that's yeah. it. Let's 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 skip past that part. To well, say, if you have the match, they, like there can't be plural the match. I do I'm think right. that this asserted itself as the match. Yes. This was much more of the match than the I last I think the Vegas the one was a match. Yeah. I think this one so far was the match. So, so maybe the, it's so like is a the running, next one a match? Well, it might be like a running thing. One of the matches? Like if the next one stinks, then this one will still remain the match. You know what I mean? I just have one question in relation <laughs> You're to... You're making fun of the Champions for Charity part, the, though, right? <laughs> I believe. Yes, that was that was my point. I just have one question about the telecast. Was that any good? <laughs> it was fantastic, man. I thought they set the tone early. The packages they did were like, first of all, they got dealt... They had a 45-minute rain delay. 45-minute <laughs> rain delay, which I thought they handled like... I'm sure there was antsy people who were kind of like, all right, why am I, you know, start this thing up? What's going on? But yeah, there was a 45-minute rain delay, and I thought they handled it seamlessly. They had packages... Ready to go. They had, uh, you know, they did a good job with like the betting stuff. They did a good job, good job bringing JT in, and and I don't know. I, there's going to be a bunch of telecast stuff that we roll in as kind of great examples of what they did. But I, I thought even just navigating that early was super impressive. Again, shout out to Jeff Newbarth who was on the pod earlier this week, kind of outlining what the things they learned from the match one and what they were going to do differently and implementing them and having the benefit of, I mean, this, something like this is just not possible the weekend before at the driving relief thing. So I don't want to do apples. It's not apples to apples. Like you are an NBC product is going to look like an NBC product. And this is totally different and outside that's the kind box. Of the, that's kind of the point though, right? Like, right. Yes, this is going to be outside the box like, and hey, going to be different. The ecosystem is the ecosystem, and in order to get somebody to disrupt the ecosystem, they have to yeah. be totally outside of it. Well, somebody on Twitter made the call that we need to have Jeff 
come back for his victory lap on the pod. Yeah. So if he's available, let's call him right now and let's see and hope oh, he's right available. Now. Yeah, let's, we're going to call him right now. It. We'll do it live. We're going to do, do it, it live. <laughs> I hope he answers. Hello. New Barth. What's going on? Congratulations, man. You're live on the podcast right now. Well, that's nice of you guys to have me. We are uh, doing what you do in the social distance world. We're, we're picking up some takeout food along with Steve Vine, the director, and Jonathan Evans, who you saw passionately waving at the golfers to stop and then to start when uh, <laughs> when we were holding them up in those commercials. How are you guys doing tonight? We are great. We are here uh, toasting to a very, very enjoyable afternoon of television. Um, just question off the bat, did it go as planned for you guys? No, it didn't go as planned. It's the beauty of live sports, right? I mean, isn't that why? Isn't that why? Um, you know, we watch these things because it went according to the plan. What fun would that be? But but look, you know, uh, hats off to to Steve who, who directed a hell of a show. I mean, you know, that rain was epic monsoon style rain, and you know, our camera operators were out there, you know, busting their asses, not missing shots. You know, we didn't miss a shot all day. And that's a testament to the great crew that Steve has now prepared. He has the entire team for anything. You know, the announcers, I mean, God, couldn't have been, been more proud of, of how they, you know, really listened through some pretty tough technical situations in terms of weather and stuff to do what they had to do to make it work. Because, look, having players with mics in wet conditions with receivers buried in golf carts that are getting soaked by rain, it's not that easy. And then to coordinate it to when we add IFBs to the mix, you had a whole nother thing there. It was not easy. And I'm just so proud of, of the crew who, whose excellent work showed up. Made my job easy. Jeff, it's Tron. Uh, any huge concerns there on the, I think it was the second hole when BA goes to Cat <laughs> and, and Cat has no idea that he's talking to him and it's just dead well, silence. Yeah, the first, in the car literally, literally like the first thing we did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was a really fun way to start the show. I, I probably, I probably would like, you know, you know what? I, I definitely have to say that question coming as your first question is like asking a guy who, you know, finished a, a really good round about the, the three they hit out of bounds on the first hole. So thanks, Listen, Sean, I really No, it's all, it's all, it's all downhill from here, man. <laughs> you know, you know, look, I, I, let me just say this. When you finish these shows, the adrenaline that runs through you still goes for hours and hours. And we're, we're sitting outside of a restaurant right now waiting for some food to be cooked because, you know, obviously not a lot's open. We can't go out to take back to the hotel. But look, what was funny on that is that actually wasn't uh, a technical issue. Tiger just said volume down too low. You know, he just couldn't hear it. So <laughs> I just, I just, just couldn't hear it. I couldn't hear Hey, Jeff, yeah, this, yeah, this is here, but we've got it fixed. This is a softball DJ coming in to follow that one up. What, what, was, your, God. what was your favorite moment of the day? What, what brought you the biggest uh, smile? What was my favorite moment of the day? I mean, it, it has to be, you know, Tom Brady getting a challenge from Brooks Kepka, right? And this is, this is what, look, you know, this is what made this different. Not, you know, you've seen that before, right, where someone on Twitter goes, oh, I bet they can't do this. I'll do something if they do it. Okay, well, that's level one. Then level two is being able to put it on the screen during a live show. Level three is being able to put it on the screen and tell the person, Tom Brady, that, hey, this is what Brooke Kepska's challenge do. Level four is seeing him shove it up Brooks Kepka's face and Chuck's face, who was talking trash. You know, Chuck was offering to take on Tom in a match at that point. And then it goes to level five when JT helped us get Brooks to call into the show. So, I mean, talk about, you know, look, one of the, the, the guys I learned a lot from, you know, early on producing TV always talked about connecting the dots. That was connecting the dots, right? We took a story and a moment and, and made it bigger than it was. Jeff, Tron again, not to 
to uh oh god here we go yeah sean you want you want to talk about the the, the any misspellings you saw you want to <laughs> no, no no honestly I, I love the whole thing and i wanted to be like so positive i didn't mean to come in hot on you it's all good it's what you do that's why people love you how'd you guys handle the rain delay i thought it was honestly like it was 45 we minutes have, we didn't have a rain delay we didn't have a rain delay we were always going to tee off at 3 30 we pushed it back 10 minutes just because it squalled a little bit before so i let the guys spend 10 more minutes in the locker room and let them warm up there was no rain delay pro move well, question for you: Did you do you have any sense while something's going on whether or not it's going? It went really, really well. The and tw- you know, golf Twitter is very uh, pessimistic yeah, so, as it is, and but it was like overwhelmingly positive on golf Twitter. Can you feel that well, in any way while you're producing it? I'll be honest with you: it's it's nine twenty five, you know, Eastern when when we're recording this. I still don't know if it went well on golf Twitter. I haven't looked. I don't look at that stuff during the show. I, I will say this, and this is not to to give you. Any credit, Sally, because you don't get any of it, but I have an Apple Watch on, and at one point it buzzed, and I looked, and it was a very nice message you sent me, and that kind of made me feel good. It was like, oh, that's uh, that was cool, but, you know. Tron, uh, Tron, didn't, have your, reached out. Tron didn't have <laughs> your number, otherwise Tron, he would have texted you with Tron some ideas. I didn't even get a note from Sally saying, hey, Tron's enjoying this too, but no, I haven't looked at golf Twitter. You guys can tell me later how it did or whatever. Look, you know, when you're in there doing the show, you know, you're just doing the show, and, and, and like I said, Steve and I have a great relationship working together, full trust in him and, and, and his, you know, abilities to just cover the golf and then let me just work with the announcers. I had a question. So the, my favorite thing, I think that was part of it was obviously the mic'd up players. And it's something that we would love to see every week. I'm curious, you know, you've done a couple of these now. Was it this time around harder, easier, uh, more realistic, less realistic? What, what did you, what was your takeaway? Um, you know, I mean, again, like I wish you guys could have seen the day we had yesterday, right? It was crystal clear sun beautiful and everything just worked flawlessly because you know when the mics don't get wet they work great that was just the biggest challenge today with the water you know our, our audio team you know led by jamie hats off to them because you know the mics just kept going how you know they kept saying in my ear don't go to this guy's mic he can't hear he can't talk and then they would just hustle uh you know and bust it to get out there and get it fixed and get spares out there and get things going jeff i would argue that, that, that the rain made it even more enthralling and more enjoyable. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the, the guy who, who created the match, Brian Zerf, said that was his thought after. He said, look, you know, they weren't, you know, it wasn't a perfectly sunny day where everyone's like, look at these guys playing a perfect golf course all by themselves while I'm stuck at home doing this. You know, they were out there, like, grinding in, in a horrendous weather when most people would have stopped. I mean, you heard Tom at one point go, they cancel football games when it's raining this hard. Yeah. Yet we're still playing golf. So that was really cool. And look, you know, as I told you guys earlier in the week, the goal was to not talk over the golf. The goal was not to talk over the announcers. And, and we had a little trouble with that at the top because they almost weren't talking enough and we wanted to get in. But then we had that moment where JT just kind of like, since when did he become one of the best announcers in all in golf, right? <laughs> um, a, he just, he just jumped in there and got, got these chipping lessons going. And he just would, kept selling me in my ear. He's like, hey, I'm going to go up and talk to Tiger and Peyton and see how an amateur and a pro play this, these two shots. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do that. Um, and and he's just he was just amazing. The shot that Phil talking through that chip shot and then seeing him actually execute it yeah. was some of the like legitimately the the best golf TV I've I've ever seen. It, it was awesome. Thanks. Well, you know, like I said, that's that's a testament to the four guys who you know completely got what we wanted to do, and they got a little vulnerable. They got a little bit out of their you know as much as you say Phil you know will always kind of go through the you know that type of stuff. You know, Phil was competing out there. Phil didn't want to lose. None of those guys wanted to lose, and you saw that at the end that that amazing comeback. And look, you know, we were we were a putt away, you know, from potentially going into a to a second consecutive playoff with the match. 
I'll say the, the cart cam couldn't have worked out any better, but Randy is sitting here fuming because of how much he hated the carts being in play. <laughs> and on the fairway, oh, you know no less. You know oh. <laughs> in the rain? I, I understand. You know, I, I thought about this because I listened to, to the second half of the pod with you guys last week. And look, here's the problem. Randy hates carts with roofs because he would hit his head the whole time. That's true. So that's I get true. it. That that's, he probably had a traumatic experience. You know, like if you go to the doctor as a kid and you have a bad experience, you hate the doctor or the dentist. I could see Randy probably hit his head on a cart one time and he's just never forgiven carts. And, and this is kind of just the defense mechanism. Look, the carts, the, we wouldn't have finished if we walked today. There's no shot. So thank you, carts. The carts are fine. Find a new slam. Right? The carts were awesome. Yeah. That, they were a, a <laughs> highlight, I thought. They were great. All right, Jeff, we'll let you go, man. Thank you uh, thank you for the insight as well, and congratulations on a great uh, great production, and hope to see many more of these. Jeff, I got a, yeah, I got a good feeling you're going to be liking what you see on golf Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I'll tell you what, what I'd love to do is Tron, if you can just collect uh, some of the things you want me to see and you can text it to <laughs> sure. since you don't have my number. It's in your inbox already. Tron, Tron, Tron actually does have my number. He just chooses to delete it. That's all good. That's all good. <laughs> all right, guys, you guys have a good rest of your night. Looking forward to listening to this on the flight home tomorrow. See, see you, man. man. Cheers. Well, that's wonderful. That's it. That's great stuff. What did you guys, we, he touched on JT. We haven't really talked about JT there, but, uh, how about that for an addition to the broadcast? Fantastic. The uh, the soundbite of him talking to Chuck, you know, about seeing his fat ass try to dunk a basketball <laughs> right now, I thought was obviously exceptional. So he was great at that, but he was also great at, you know, a lot of the – you said this last week, Solly, and I don't mean to bring any negativity into a joyous uh, oh, yes, experience. You do. Yes, <laughs> you do. Great pleasure. He said, Damn it, DJ. You know, no, no, no. He did You're a lot always of always doing this. He did a lot of things that traditional broadcasters do. And so what I don't want to do is pretend like he's like he invented these things. Yeah. The problem is I tune out a lot of the other broadcasters. Mm-hmm. And when he was saying them, I was like, oh wow, that's like a really interesting thing to say. But he didn't fall into trying to do like an impression of a golf broadcaster. So I thought he hit the mark perfectly and kind of like struck a good balance between being totally himself and also totally adding a lot of like golf, actual golf. He color. just did it with 50% less words. Like yeah. it was just, he cut out a lot of riffraff and it, like to your point, he's still doing some of like, yeah, it's uphill to a certain point, but I feel like a golf announcer will take forever to say that. And his goal was to get out of the way. Cause it's probably going back to another mic that's on the ground there. And like, he just has a natural rapport with those guys and is able to kind of, you know, shoot it back at them. They'll shoot it, you know, right back at him and stuff like that. So I thought it, yeah, somebody had tweeted like it's it's a bad look when the two best golf broadcasters are not weekly broadcasters between Chuck and Chuck and JT. I thought EA did a good job too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He was friend, I mean, friend of the trap. Friend, he's a pro. He's what a, a great pod pro. that was, Randy. Yeah, I I think you mentioned Chuck real quick, but I you know it's it's a special ability that he has to dish it out and take it, and I think the specialness that Chuck brings to every broadcast is he just loosens everybody up and so like it's chuck, a, needs, chuck needs to come everywhere you chuck can mess up be but like everything. you're not gonna mess up as bad as chuck so right yeah. just keep and, keep firing and right? chuck will make fun of everybody but then yeah. everybody is allowed to make fun of chuck too and i think when that's the case it's people are then free and there's no pressure and and that's when the personalities shine what a tough place to live in where you can have golf hardos like us say this about you yet entertain the casual viewer like there's yeah. no one like some people think bill murray is hilarious Yet a lot of people like that we know don't. And so there's like this division line. But imagine having to do like cover both of those off. Bill Murray is hilarious. Uh, no, his I'm, golf I'm, stuff is not hilarious. I'm yes. starting to get to the point where I don't think 
I don't think there's a single person out there that thinks Bill Murray's hilarious <laughs> okay. in the context of golf. That might anymore. be, but but the goal of like bringing Bill Murray in is to bring in the yeah. casual viewer. Chuck brings in like a, a casual viewer. When he said, <laughs> so I, I kind of hate the uh, when somebody hits a bad shot, like oh he looks like me out there. But when Tiger hit the shot, like striped it, and Chuck's like, yeah, he looks like me. <laughs> They were both black. Like I lost it. Like I did not see that coming. Yeah. I thought it was like dumb. I thought it was a dumb comment, and then he completely flipped it. But, I just think um, he's like the perfect. He's like the avatar for the every man sitting on their couch, right? Like he's he's like you said it. I think in the preview, he just cuts right to the core of every issue. Yeah, and he just gets to like exactly it, what the person on the couch is thinking, and that person never seems to have a mic or like never a place in the conversation. And Chuck is. The perfect representative. Well, like when I, the couple things stick out when Brady was really struggling on the front and Chuck starts jumping in like, yo, Tom, I want you. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll give you strokes. Like, it's like red meat out Yeah, there. getting after him in real time. Um, you know, the the chutzpah to go after Tom in that moment, like nobody else. And, I then, look, think, and then watching Chuck at the end, like, like he couldn't do shit at the end. Exactly. Yeah. And then, uh, sorry, the other thing, like JT, you know, I'd like to see your fat ass dunk. But Chuck, in the moment, taking that and then turning it into like, hey, that's bullying. You know, you <laughs> yeah. can't do that on TV. Like, that. it's really good work. It's exceptional. Can so I that, say my favorite thing that he does, which was every time he would talk to one of the guy's earpieces, he'd say, hey, guys, it's me, Chuck. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, of course, we dude. Know, we know. <laughs> There's only like three people talking to me. Like, no, you have a no very... shit, man. That's terrible. <laughs> But I will say that when the when he like accused him of bullying him, the PC stuff like you never know which way it's going to go. As soon as he said that, I was like, "Oh my god, is this the thing that's going to be picked up on the news tomorrow? Like, is this going to be what becomes oh, the no. big deal?" He leans into it. Man. Well, that's yeah. a thing. I was yeah. like, "Thank God this didn't become like a big, you know, something out of nothing molehill." And I was very happy about that. Were you going to say something? I was just going to say, like, I felt like JT got better and better as the day went along, too. Like, you know, and and some of that's just the flow of the broadcast and all that, but. I thought him on, you know, 14, 15, 16, like he's, he was really, really adding certain stuff, getting in basically after Peyton and Tiger were talking, but then before the shot and then getting the heck out of there yes. and saying it very quickly and decisively. Yeah. And it was, that's great note from Jeff too, that he was the one pinging the producers like, Hey, let yeah. me go in, let me dive in here and do it. I got a question for you guys. What did, what did you think of the, uh, the virtual first T and answer? <laughs> I thought that was the one miss of the day. Really? I thought it was kind of cool. I thought it was very, it was very, the writing wasn't great. I mean, the writing was, was just good. like a little bit, like, it was a little much. I, I liked Samuel Jackson asking why uh, old people are always moving to Florida, talking about Tom Brady. I thought that was kind of good. But, you know, I thought it was a, a, a clever way to kind of, yeah, yeah. Like the Bill Murray thing. Like Bill Murray didn't add anything. Whereas like right. Samuel Jackson was like, here, you have a purpose. But this was, yeah, but you're also a Capital One spokesperson who, who kind of, Ran his course during the first match. It would have so been. I think cool. I had yeah. I had some PTSD from the first. It'd match. have been cool if like the opposing team could write the intros for. The <laughs> That's other a good. Idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it would have been. It was kind of like a. Well, that was that really serious, or was it like the poem about Phil was kind of like. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's a yeah. little much, but yes. at least I I will say it's a name people recognize. Sure. It's a cat. It's a catnip for casual fans, and I thought that one thing they did that was good was. For the most part, I think everybody they brought on, uh, like had a, there was like a purpose. Mm -hmm. Like they were there to announce, like, oh, I'm also donating a hundred thousand dollars, or I'm also doing this, or I'm, which is like, you know, at least there was a point. They kept, right? they kept bringing on Tron's favorite athletes. I know, I was JJ like, Watt, Russell is Wilson. Next? If Serena Williams would have called in, it would have been <laughs> Dude, JJ Watt is the worst. <laughs> 
So but I, isn't that stuff so much? Two hundred ninety pound promoted tweet. That was, <laughs> isn't so this like? Good. Isn't that the stomach for that stuff so much? I guess can't you stomach it so much better when the rest of the content is so good? Yes. Like none of that pissed me off. I was no, kind of like, totally. okay, a rod's on the screen. Is this good? No, but like he's offering up a donation and he's as getting long in, as getting you out. Show me a lot of live golf with yes. conversations and just good free flowing stuff. Like you can violate me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like and and throw Russell Wilson and and uh, you know JJ Watt and a rod. Like a rod was the worst thing that they did today. <laughs> By far. That was a little out of left field. No pun intended. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, that was tough. And Kepka, Kepka called in. I thought he did he did a good job. But they got in and out with everyone. Yeah. Even the people that were on video conferences, it was like nobody lingered too long. And you know, it, it took away from the action a little bit, but it just didn't it didn't last too long, I thought. So Brian Anderson, great facilitator, didn't tell you anything you didn't see on your screen or didn't need to know. Uh, didn't have to be like, yeah, cutting over here to so-and-so for birdies. Like, yeah, we know that. Like, they got rid of all of that, which he was, is... He was John Stockton. He was. He's, he's dishing and dishing yeah. Duncan. How the, about his... The uh, maestro, maybe. How about his Feeding America joke? <laughs> yeah, that was that was good. Because Feeding Chuck was too daunting or something? <laughs> that was I missed that one. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, it was going to be Feeding Chuck, but that was, like, too unrealistic. <laughs> so they're, they're making it Feeding America. <laughs> Which that was the moment where I was like, "Whoa, that's pretty." Immelman that's was. Harsh. I, like I kept it. wanting Immelman to be Gary Player. <laughs> <laughs> we just did, you know, it's just he. It's this just feels like the problem. moment where we yeah, just, this is going to be the part of the pod that makes the news. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm doing the Gary Player. Tiger just can't hit a fairway. <laughs> yeah, that was actually pretty good. I thought he was okay. I thought it's fine. He added he added some good color. I thought he had yeah. some good swing stuff when they're like, "What what's oh. going on with Brady's swing?" Mm-hmm. That was good. His, you know, his spine angle's all off, and the ball's way too far back. <laughs> he didn't oh, overdo it. Was it, was, it was a ball position. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just all fucked Total up. ball position issue. He def- definitely didn't overdo it and didn't like over overly serious up the broadcast in any way. Um, Somebody had a tweet earlier that said uh, there it was basically the the sign of whoever outside the concert, but it was Greg Norman with the yeah. <laughs> Poor Greg Norton. Medalist. How good did that place look yeah, on TV? I mean, under, again, horrible. We didn't even talk about the conditions. I'm, a lot of people tough. are saying conditions, conditions were, were tough. Conditions were tough. They're really, really tough out there. They're really tough. Really. Oh, they're, they're really like the tough. remix? Yeah. Oh. No, it's from the commercial. It's the only oh, place sorry. I could find it. I was like, man, did you make that? That's wild. <laughs> Shout out to the Supers, Randy. This, uh, thank you. Thank they have you. a hard day I, ahead of them tomorrow. You know, it is Memorial Day weekend. I think, you know, I, I don't know if that's quite what the weekend's all about, but I would think the Supers are pretty high up on that list. Uh, How so, about that one time they you. pulled the pin and didn't even put it back in? I thought about you immediately. Mm, I know. God, there were a lot of things that behind were... Gonna be well, there were that. a lot of liberties being taken that were disrespecting the game of golf, but that's okay. There Do you want to some... go into them or no? <laughs> we can maybe see. <laughs> How, How far does this bit go? How many can you name? <laughs> You're a sick guy, man. <laughs> We, well, did, we didn't talk about Brady ripping his pants, by the way. That which was unbelievable. He War, couldn't have looked less malfunction. cool. He couldn't look yeah. less cool holding the shot. Because he swung, his, his mic pack yeah. fell off, and he split his pants all on the same thing. So can we So can we talk about, like, if, if NBC would have had this, like, Roger Goodell would have called in. Been like, oh, these <laughs> are two of my athletes, and they're great guys, and this is this is just all-American <laughs> sport like right here. Archie, Archie Manning for sure would have called yeah. in. Yeah. Yes, and, and and it's like no, like don't don't do that at all. Now, like, granted, we got a rod, but still, like, <laughs> we could take a little bit of a rod. Yeah. But it, like a rod was because wheels up chipped yeah. in, however much. So you know, there's a purpose. Yeah. yeah. 
But yeah, twenty million dollars. Did we talk about that no, yet? That's Which unreal, man. I mean, God, that is a lot of money. I mean, going from and we touched on this in the very top with all the things that went wrong. We touched on this in the preview of you know what the lessons learned from the first match. You can't go from a stinkier vibe than Tiger and Phil taking photos in front of nine million dollars of action, <laughs> of fake cash to raising twenty million dollars for charity, giving people an entertainment product to watch when there's no other live sports on. You know, everybody, like, they did a good job working. And I'm usually not a fan of like working in the tweets and everything watching, but it's cool to see who was actually watching in this scenario that doesn't seem super forced. Like, people were actually into it in an interview. Patrick Mahomes talking shit to Tom Brady. Like, yeah, that's fun. That's great. I think one of the takeaways I had was <laughs> I think I just got this. Did you get the hot one? <laughs> I got the spicy pepper. <laughs> one out of 10 is hot as shit. <laughs> Uh, no, I think about the purse. They should not play for actual money. I, I think any future iterations, do it for charity or do it for fun because there was a looseness, I mm-hmm. thought, that was lacking. Like, if you're going to ask guys to actually compete for $9, $10 million, I, it's a different animal than, hey, you're raising money for charity, but it's like, you know, it's not your money on the line. And I But thought, you also hate this dipshit. But you still want to yeah. win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it but it it's it lets guys show a little bit more personality. It's not quite the grind fest. Uh so I I thought one of the big takeaways is let's not, you know, let's not make them high dollar matches. Pay like, them 15 million behind the scene for all I care. Sure. Yeah. Like I yeah. make sure, you know, I it's not about like those guys like not getting, you know, not wetting their beaks. Like right. for sure, go ahead and do that. Or but if you do outwardly, like nobody cares about. If that. If you do make a big money, like show me the money being withdrawn from their personal accounts, <laughs> exactly. and then like wired to the other guy, <laughs> then I'm in. But yeah. you know, if it's just like who can tell whose money it is? So but, I thought, yeah, today was great. There was some stuff being floated, which apparently didn't get across the finish line of some stakes in place for the loser between like Tiger and Phil would have to do something. And I don't want to say out loud what it was in case there's the hope for that for the future, but it was going to be seriously good. It's like what I was kept like pushing for was something that made the other guy not want to lose. Like, I don't care if the winner gets money. I don't care what happens to the winner, but make the other guy be playing for something that they don't want to do. Yeah. Which like makes people play golf differently, I think, when you don't want to, like at the end of Taurus Saw Season 3, like I did not want to rub Tron's feet, so I played a lot better in that last round. I was extra motivated. Footage not found. <laughs> we lost the footage. Yeah, what happened there, man? Uh, what happened was it was all shot on like a different card, and we didn't end up wiping that, or we didn't end up backing that card up because we had already backed up the rest of the day. Totally my fault, guys. We lost it. No, we I lost it. appreciate it. We, we were on the edge. That, we were on so. the edge. and it, I will say like the footage was very uncomfortable to watch. And nobody, I, I, should, I nobody did rub Solly's face. It happened. It, it, it definitely yeah, happened. It would have come with a trigger warning. Exactly. Yeah, it was, it was not super pretty. Un- it would have significantly changed the mood of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just go back to like the whole... No, I'm not, you, I'm not going back to... Like, you always, no, you always say that like, like somebody's stopping you from... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you won't let me go back. I'm, I'm taking us back. I'm you never let me back. go back. Can we just do this or not? <laughs> I'm trying to get some reps here. All right. Let's just go back to why did we enjoy this? We enjoyed it because it was unexpected. Like it was it was very unexpected. Seeing context of of Phil and Tiger hitting great shots, but also like Tiger and or uh Peyton and Tom hitting the mystery know. of whether it was gonna be a good shot. Yeah. Like it, there's there's so much texture there. You know, just, I don't know. I just, like, I thought everything was unexpected and everything. There was just a, a whole air of mystery around it to where we never get that week to week. I think it was mystery and relatability. Yeah. You know, where, like, those were the two big factors for me was I, I completely agree. There were, I was, like, edge of, you know, it's dramatic, but, like, I was edge of my seat for a lot of the, like, 
what the hell? Where is Tom Brady going to hit this? Because he's so between blowing it off the planet and like flushing it right at the flag. That was awesome. And then the relatability of like, yeah, man, if I did this, I would probably hit some of these shots too. That's, that's kind of cool. And knowing to see. like for the first seven or eight holes, like Brady couldn't find the club <laughs> face. So thinking, fuck, like how is the alt shot going to go? <laughs> right. This is nuts, you know? Well, I think just seeing a bunch of golf in a row that's not all consecutive great golf. Like, you just kind of get worn. Like, it's not – golf doesn't have to be amazingly well done for it to be entertaining, right? Like, a mixture of some of the, the highs and lows is what made the par three where they all stuffed it was like, whoa, here yeah. we go. Because we haven't even talked about the par three – or the uh, par four where they all played one club. Yeah, the four club yeah. challenge or the one club challenge. Yeah, the capital one club challenge. Capital one club challenge. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Which oh, okay. I, was, uh, you know, that's, that's better more than, clever the match. than the yeah. champions for charity. Which, let me. I going back if you'll allow me. <laughs> disrespecting the game of golf. <laughs> no, I'm I'm joking. I actually thought that was that was fun. I, I thought you were going to get some shots in on the Capital One Cafe. I think Randy's been hanging out in our Capital One Cafe here lately, here in Jackson, since <laughs> stuff reopened. You know. <laughs> I almost I was hoping I would like to see him play like three holes with one club. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I that went by quickly. Like Phil's second shot, I thought was really good, and I'm not sure if I appreciated it in the moment. Third shot, the third one we almost third shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The one where shot. he said he was going to make Tiger go mark his ball. <laughs> That's and right. Tiger's like, if you hit my ball, I'll give you the hole. Yeah, and he almost, he hit, his almost hit his ball. <laughs> yeah. I forgot that was his third shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was the megaphor was and in then play. Tiger And then Tiger's got to hit like a six-foot sh- putt with a four iron and <laughs> tried to walk it in. And lifts it. Like, yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. Which the math might have been off on that hole because Tiger hit four iron, four iron on a 380 par four. Which I think they may have had the, the yardage wrong on that hole yeah, or something. That seem right. It didn't quite seem right. I thought right. Jeff said on the podcast Wait. that it's a long par four. I thought so too. Wait, no, no, yeah. I thought it was. You just said he hit four iron, four iron. He hit Tiger hit six iron. No, Tiger no, hit four. Phil iron. hit Phil six, six iron. I thought I thought Phil hit seven iron. Tiger hit six iron. No, no. no. Phil had six. Tiger had four. Yeah, really? that's what Phil yeah. was commenting. Like, wow, really? like four iron, really, and, and the. Seemed like smarter, a really good decision. It worked really well. <laughs> Tiger was, was like stress free. It which, seemed like all right. Forty eight minutes in, can we talk about how good Tiger played? <laughs> yeah, I don't know that he missed a shot today. Did he? Like the one par three, kind of wiped it where everybody else hit it close. He, yeah, you know, yeah. wiped quote unquote wiped it to like 15, 20 feet. But he was just yeah, like, one a bad miss. I'm thinking he left Peyton in the bunker. The one uh, even that was par like five. Fourth, yeah, like, that was just like he's getting that up. He kicked into the bunker, you know, a couple yeah. feet the other way, and it's good. Peyton I, put him in a shit spot. I love Peyton Heading into what sixteen or seventeen the par Six, five. Yeah, Peyton. sixteen I think. Peyton. Sixteen was the three I or fifteen, fifteen, fifteen. Where, where like he there was that there was like. God, that was Three cool. or four micro bunkers. Yes, they there. have these little tiny bunkers <laughs> that are awesome. I love them. Peyton blading that bunker shot on the par five and yelling at it to spin was awesome. Like dead serious. It in wasn't like there. a joke. <laughs> Definitely spin, been there. Spin. It's like, dude, you sculled that. 17 is a really sweet hole in Medalist. It couldn't really do a lot aerially to show off a lot of the a lot yeah. of the holes, but man, some of the like just the way they have so much short grass around these. Like the third hole was really cool with a par five with a really small green with a ton of short grass around it. It's like, hey, if you want to like hit it close and make an eagle, you got to hit a great shot. And this is not an easy up and down from long left, not a long par five, but here's how we introduce the challenge. But that I've all thought all that really shined through. I on think TV. like I got frustrated watching Peyton because I felt like he was just taking bad lines off the tee. I was like, dude, like you're just like you're aiming straight at the short side of, of everything mm-hmm. where it's just just go to the fat side and then like but he's incentivized to do that with with the format and everything too i thought a tough look and it was heartbreaking to see that he is this guy is phil is the 
overusing the word partner guy, like just calling your guy partner for the entire day. <laughs> That's better than babe. Which yeah, who Brady says, was hitting everybody babe? with babe? Brady. Yeah, T- Ev- everybody. everybody with babe. Great shot, babe. Well, You're he, up, babe. He, he kisses everybody. Well, right. Not pre-corona. Pre-corona. Yeah, yeah. This was, yeah you got to remember this. Was pre- all pre-corona. But yeah, the, the Phil the, overdoes everything though. That's <laughs> like, I know. I, I don't know why you're surprised about that. That's, but the guy that keeps calling you partner all day is puts extra pressure on you. It's always kind true. of like a come They're on, really man, come on, that. like do it, do it, come on, partner, let's go, partner. Like that, that was that would grind me down a little bit. You well, may have been deflecting I, I think, that pressure because he was getting it put on him all day every time. I was going to say, and that's a tough spot because I think it, the second Phil stops talking to you, if I'm Brady yeah. and I know I'm playing poorly, then it's like, oh God, like now he won't even talk to me. Like he's so mad at me. I had to so- drive on 11. It was unbelievable. It was un- <laughs> like unbelievable. That hole was like, what, 330? It's 330 if you play out right and go 300, yeah. 310 if you're going, sh- you're going straight at lies. it. Yeah. It was unreal. Launched like it. three feet from the hole. I think it well, I mean, cat. <laughs> <laughs> it was unreal. Cat, like cat kind of got screwed because yeah. Peyton, you know, didn't, didn't let him. Cat couldn't eat. Yeah. Didn't <laughs> let him eat. No, I but that was the format. That was what exactly. was fun about the format. But talking, Phil talking through, like, no matter what you could, you do, I'm going to hit driver. <laughs> it was yeah. awesome. Like, go ahead and put one out there, but no matter what you do, I'm sending this. <laughs> he said that again, I think, on 17. That was he, the par three, I think, right? No, the par five. Or, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. When Tom was at, he's like, it doesn't matter, dude. Like, we're going to eat. Like, hit whatever you want. <laughs> I'm hitting the shot into the green. Yeah. That was the thing today. Like, I didn't feel like Phil even needed to be playing. He could have just been. He could have just been the coach. Yeah. Just be like, hey, listen. Here, here's what we're gonna do right here. You know what? We're gonna. All right, we're gonna hit a 150 yard little cutty spinner, and then and like, there's no chance that the person he's coaching is gonna hit that <laughs> shot. Exactly. But like, he he totally is incepting that into their heads, and that's the that's the important thing, right? That's why I thought him and Brady were. Good partners. They're, I thought it was all perfect, process. I thought it was the yeah. perfect, yeah. Ma- the perfect pairing. Which is what we said after the match one was a one-on-one just doesn't let you have that like back and forth with your partner. And Team it was golf immediate. Is incredible. Yeah, it was immediate of just the back and forth. And you know, Jeff kind of talked like saying at the beginning that the guys weren't talking enough. I was afraid. Like I remember hearing that, and like there's a, like a long period of silence. I'm like, oh no, 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 that's not good because now they're going to start talking over them. But they never caved. They never gave in, and they let the guys run. Only quote, like I wouldn't even call it an issue that they ran into was both teams would be having a conversation at the same time, and it was kind of hard to hear what was going on. But I did not feel like anything valuable was missed at any point. I can't imagine being in the truck trying to like, oh god, figure out like who's talking, what mics do I need to constantly be turning up and down? Like that's that's very the submixer hard. though, the that's special so guy hard. that was there yeah. in charge of that that Jeff talked about. But how much of a difference did that make? So. Well, the the four guys too, not not to sound like a, a cheese ball, but like you talked about how. Watching, you know, watching this made you just remind you like how fun golf is and it like lets people into how fun golf is. And a lot of that is like being out there with other people, right? <laughs> like being out there one on one playing a match, like think of your most fun times you've ever had out on the golf course. Like you, you probably weren't playing solo. So I thought that did a good job. <laughs> Randy's shaking his head. He maybe <laughs> well, disagrees. Like going back to, to playing, <laughs> playing in really adverse conditions too, when you shouldn't otherwise be, when you wouldn't otherwise be out there. I think there was just like they're really, really <laughs> tough. They're really tough. I think really. because of that, there was just this like ridiculousness to the whole day, almost like from the start, that everybody just immediately recognized was kind of like, all right, this yeah. is what it is. Let's, this shit's let's outrageous. Just, yeah, let's this is yeah. You can see them all leaning into it. Yeah, which is great. Brady yeah. was having moisture issues on the range, <laughs> yeah. though. The like, whole range session to start it off was fantastic. Like it's it's 
dumping. Yeah. Dumping. <laughs> Brady looks so nervous. Yeah. Which was awesome to see. Which we called also, in the beginning. Yeah. It was like watching these guys get in scenarios that are going to be very different from the sport that they're great at is going to be good content. So you, you could see him turn it on though down the stretch. Totally. Like the competitiveness. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and, and the performance like was. Yeah. yeah. And he was. He started bending He was his getting knees after Peyton a little bit too. Yeah. Like he got after Peyton much more than Peyton got after you, him. You could tell. You could tell Brady. Uh, Brady loosened up as it went along, and Peyton just from I think surgeries and otherwise is like kind of. Yeah. Tensed up and got less less flexible. Yeah. Peyton trash talking wise wasn't as sharp as I thought he might be. The first go around, he just like kept talking and talking and talking and talking, and finally he's like, "Well, I can't bring up Belichick because he owns me." <laughs> I was like, "Wait, dude, was that supposed to bring Brady down? Because you just like owned yourself before the match even started." You could tell he was trying pretty hard, and that's the kind of thing where it's just like, "Yeah, you can't you can't force that stuff." I'd, Brady saying that Eli would have made that was a good that was good that was good dick. I had three quick hit uh, things I loved. One, maybe the most relatable thing I've ever seen on a golf broadcast, which was Tom Brady looking, like, holding out and then looking back at the hole and counting, like, one, two, <laughs> three, four, five, like, trying to legitimately remember each shot and figure out what he got on the hole. That was great. Two, Phil chipping with a partner and walking up and not bringing his putter because uh, he was just so sure he was going to hit it close, but then needed to go back to the cart and get his putter. <laughs> And then three, I th- I really liked the um, shout out to Amanda and shout out to the production, but the more like longer ish form stories they did, like the Brady, the story about Drew Bledsoe putting the dye in his socks yes. was really cool, and there was some other like other good stuff like that throughout where it was Ernie Johnson's the Ernie Johnson yeah. piece yeah. was great, but like even like on course mm-hmm. it was much more, you know, this is what we said in the preview rather than throw it to like a, a package of here's the tail of the tape because we need to kill some time, it was much more. Hey, we got, you know, two minutes between these next two shots. Like, why don't you we tee you up for a story? Well, we had great luck with the first phone call that we made, so why don't we try another one? What's going on? You're live on the pod here. Uh, are you going to give up golf for broadcasting, or what's next? <laughs> I don't know if that'd be a good uh, business decision for me, but uh, <laughs> no, I, uh, I think I'm going to stick to golf, but that was fun. Justin, this is uh, Big Randy. As a fellow craftsman of this, <laughs> you know, on-course reporting world, I just wanted to congratulate you. I was blown away and, and thought you did an exceptional job. Uh, honestly, uh, well done. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. I, I Honestly, I studied your work beforehand. Uh, I didn't have the height to look down at the course like that, but I felt like if I got in the right spots, I could uh, do everything I needed to do. It looked like you had some pretty good equipment, too. I might have to ask you about that off air. <laughs> Well, what was the highlight? Man, it was all fun. That, that was the good thing about it is the fact that, I mean, I and we did not need to do much. I mean, these guys having mics and, and being good friends, I think, was a big part of it and just kind of letting them go. But it just it was so funny to me. I, I think it was honestly underrated, just the fact of how nervous Tom and Peyton were. I mean, they've competed at the biggest stages in front of so many people yet you get them out of their comfort zone and how uncomfortable they were to start that round. It, it was crazy to me. Hey, Justin's DJ. Uh, what, what were you most nervous about going in and what did you find uh, to be the hardest today? Cause I thought you, I thought you shined as well. So I'm curious what was going on in your head behind the scenes. No, it was a lot. It, um, thing for me is honestly the rehearsal yesterday probably scared me more than anything because it just, they're, you know, we're trying to make sure everything is good and everyone's talking, but because everyone's talking, it just, 
the amount of voices that are going on in that headset, I now totally and completely understand why when I go up to Bones and try to talk to him and see how he's doing, why he doesn't really want to answer me <laughs> because there's people talking to him. He's trying to listen to the players. He's trying to listen to someone else. So that part to me was, I, I just, I, I enjoyed that. I it just, it was a whole nother element and, and totally just kind of new, new thing for me. And I, and I understood something I never, uh, never did before, but it just is, uh, I mean, those guys, they put in a lot of hard work, but just kind of once I got started and honestly, once those guys opened up and got a little less nervous, I felt like it's when it got easier for me. JT, how, uh, it's Tron. How good did Tiger play today? He did everything he needed to do with those. The one thing I, I learned, especially playing the team events with him, is that for someone who maybe over the course of his career who will get, you know, things from time to time about not being able to drive it well, when you need him to get in the fairway, he will get in the fairway. And there's so many little things. It's like if you go back and watch on 14, which normally is drivable, but because of the weather was not, you know, him hitting an iron off the tee is whatever. You know, it's an iron, get in the fairway. But I don't know if anybody noticed this. He's hitting it up the left side of the fairway. So you have an angle up the green. It's just, it's, it's little things like that to where I just kind of got a bigger respect when I played with him as a partner uh, in Australia. It's like, you know, I got to the fairway and, you know, those are stuff that you try to do for yourself, but they're situational. He just—he's thinking that on every tee, you know. Today he did exactly what he needed to do, and uh, it was—it was pretty impressive in those conditions. Uh, and and can you juxtapose that with uh, with with Chuck coming up uh, eighteen there? <laughs> yeah. man, I wanted it for him so bad. I I truly do think that if he would have hit a couple putts beforehand, he would have been fine because he he really did. He hit two good putts, but. You know, it's the first putt that you're hitting of the day. You don't exactly want it to be a 50-footer uphill on fast screens because, you know, it's uphill. You want to hit it hard, but because it's fast screens, you don't want to hit it too hard. So that's tough. And then, you know, he, he leaves himself above the hole. But it uh, it was tough, man. I I was pulling for him. But, uh, yeah, it, it's obviously we wish things could have gone a little bit better. But uh, it was I'm sure it was entertaining. Well, what about, were you worried at all when he stu- tried to stuff you back in the locker after you called him uh, a fat ass that he, you were going to get in trouble for bullying him? Uh, a little bit. As soon as I said it, I, I wondered if I maybe shouldn't have. Um, you know, I I have a bad tendency of just kind of saying whatever comes to my head, and, and that was definitely one of those times. But now the, the, Charles is such a good dude, and I've, I've never played around a golf with him, but I've been around him a handful of times, and it's, it's unbelievable just how every single person he's around, he acts like he knows and he's, he genuinely wants to know, you know, how are you doing? Is your family okay? And is, how's everything going? And which is cool. But for some reason, it's just, it's fun talking smack to him. And, and when he said that, he just kind of put it up on a tee for me and, you know, I was going to let it go, but I just, I couldn't do it. I had to, I had to swing at it. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't let it go. That was great. When did it, was it, I guess you, you kind of touched on this just a second ago, but was it very clear to you that, either both quarterbacks or just mostly Brady was nervous or what kind of gave it away to you? Or how could you tell that those guys were maybe a little more nervous going into that first tee? I could tell yesterday. Uh, that's why I wanted to go out yesterday, just kind of watch how they went around. I mean, I played obviously with Tiger and Phil a bunch and I've played with Tom a, a pretty good amount of times and I've been around Peyton, but I hadn't watched him play. So 
you know, I felt like one of the guys in the booth. I actually went out and did a little bit of, uh, you know, homework, and I wanted to go watch Peyton play because, you know, if I'm calling the shots, I want to at least know what kind of game he has or what his tendencies are. And I could just tell, you know, watching him, watching Peyton, watching Tom, they just it's, – it's out of their comfort zone, you know. Like I said earlier, they've competed at the highest level. They've won Super Bowls. They've done things that nobody could dream of doing. But you get them – on a golf course and knowing that millions of people are watching, they're not going to be comfortable. So watching them just talk to watching Peyton talk to Tiger and watching Tom talk to Phil, it's like, well, what do you want me to do here when I go play with Tom and we go out and play, you know, number one, a medalist, he takes the driver out and he hits it all day. And then today he didn't even use a driver. So <laughs> yeah, what's think, with that? You know I mean? It's crazy, man. It is. But <laughs> I think it honestly just kind of speaks to, the things that golf can put in your head. I mean, these are two of the greatest athletes of all time, let alone in their sport, yet they were not comfortable at all. I hope it went well on TV. I hope it looked good. I mean, they they were nervous, but the shots they hit on the back nine after being, you know, under pressure and nervous on the front nine, let alone an alternate shot, was uh, it was unbelievable. I mean, I, I – think the entire world would have lost after watching the front nine the scores that those guys put up on back nine and uh, modified alternate well we always joke about you know it's much darker than our cameras make it look uh tell us if it was much rainier than the cameras made it look out there it uh it was tough man it, it was rainy it was dark my feet are so wet like i said i think it was on 13 i was like the only thing that could have been worse than doing what i was doing was actually playing out there so <laughs> i got to see some of the guys after and they were cold they were wet they were tired they were you know ready to get some rest so it was tough conditions out there to the least anything you touched on uh, all the noise that's in your ear but anything else in particular that you uh, learned about the production side of golf on television this week oh man i mean it's just it's it, a lot goes into it i mean i obviously had respect beforehand you know because it couldn't be done without the production side but it's a, it's just a lot of work i mean Jeff did an unbelievable job, and I know you guys had him on your pod, and I, you know, I mean, I would say if my girlfriend was looking at my phone, they would think that I'm, you know, I'm cheating on her with this dang guy that I'm texting. I'm texting him at 1230 <laughs> at night. It's like, I have never texted somebody so many times in four days that I'd never even met before until this week, and it's just, it's, it's getting to know the personalities. It's, you know, what I, I asked him so many questions. I even told him last night, I was like, Hey, I'm sorry if I asked too many questions. And, but for me, I wanted to be comfortable out there. I wanted to, I, I didn't in no terms want it to be the show. I just wanted to be a part of it and I didn't want to make it worse. So I'm asking him questions. I just wanted to make sure everything that I'm doing, I'm comfortable with, but it's just, it's so much work and the amount of time that they put in going into this and then seeing the weather today it's like this is their baby they put so much time into this and then who knows what's going to happen i'm sure i know the players are and i know i'm happy that it got done and everything went well but man it's uh it's a whole nother level on the production side and and i'm happy i saw it because it, it totally gives me a new respect for for everybody you know just when i thought bone somehow couldn't get any better at his job he, he somehow did and he, he continues to kill it jt did you feel like you were you know, going back, you said, there's all this stuff running through my head. I don't know what to say and what not to say. And you started saying more of it. I mean, the big thing is just, it's, it's all timing. And I mean, the biggest thing I've learned from watching these matches is 
And, and I know, honestly, just from watching golf when I'm home, it, it has nothing to do with the matches, but when I'm watching from home is like, I, if they're having a conversation, I want to hear it. And, and that's just me, you know, as a, as a player, these guys that I'm playing against every week, I want to hear it. And if I'm on an off week, let alone when they're legitimately mic'd up, not just the boom mic is close to him. So that was my number one priority today is just to not, I did not want to interfere with that. I wanted to let them go. I wanted to let them do their thing because, again, like I said, this is their show. This is people are tuning into this to listen to them talk, to listen to what they have to say, and that's what I wanted to have happen. So honestly, the most nerve-wracking part for me was just beforehand, all the pregame, and just kind of getting through. Because once we got in the course, you know, when I'm getting asked to, to call a shot, I mean, that's that's what I do. I, I'm during a tournament. I, I'm everything that I'm saying out loud, calling Phil, Tom, Peyton, Tiger, whatever, that's exactly what I'm thinking. So that, that's not hard for me. The hard part is just fitting it in a window that works with the broadcast and fitting it in a time that works without the guys actually talking. So to me, that was the hardest part. But once we got out on the course, I mean, it was just me hanging out with four guys that I know and, and I wanted you know, talk trash to and, and have fun with and uh, and watch them play some golf and, and raise a lot of money for a great cause, which they end up doing. Uh, last thing, we'll let you uh, get out of here. We are shooting a wild world of golf uh, this week, and just anything you can pass along to Randy would be really helpful on, on uh, you know, kind of key advice. I'm always trying to get better. Randy, from what I'm hearing, it sounds like you just need a little bit better equipment, so uh, <laughs> I don't really know what to tell you there. But <laughs> Amazon <laughs> Prime is a tough scene right now. <laughs> Slow delivery. <laughs> Very tough. Very if, tough. if you could, like, I don't know if you could snatch some of the equipment that you use. Just <laughs> we'll, we, we can work something out, but maybe just steal as some of it. I, as soon as I finished on 18 green, I asked where the equipment needed to go, and they said, leave it. I literally I pulled that belt off and left it on the grass. I don't know if it's there. I don't know if someone got it, but I couldn't have got in, inside quick enough. <laughs> we'll check eBay then. Maybe it's, maybe it's up tonight. Well, I'll let you out on this. Is on TV? I would say viewing that on TV was fun as hell. Did it, was that was that as fun as it looked like to be a part of? It was fun, man. It, it was so much fun. It's just the hard part when you get to you know stuff like this where they're raising obviously so much money for for a great cause, and but they're, they're just they're also competitive that they don't want to lose. And I, I mean, I would say the greatest part or the one of the biggest characteristics about a great competitor is that they're you know, they're not great losers or they don't want to lose. So, you know, losing holes, you could tell from Phil and Tom, or especially Phil, is that it was not sitting well with them. But at the end of the day, you have to remember that what it's for. And I mean, I just, I think all four guys did such an unbelievable job. And I'm glad to not say this in front of them, but I mean, Tiger and Phil, it's, you know, I obviously, I, I respect them and, and they're competitors of mine, but they, they both deserve this platform that they're on. I mean, there's so many guys out in tour that are kind of pushing the game along uh, where it is, but the reason that it is where it is is because of guys like them. So it's so deserving that they that they were a part of that spotlight in terms of the uh, representing golf. It was just fun just listening to, to those four guys and being competitors, having fun with each other, but also wanting to win. It was great. I mean, it obviously ended up being a great match, and it was cool to be a part of it. But, you know, hopefully down the road I can be a part of it on, on their side so I don't have to uh, worry about messing up <laughs> on the air anymore. <laughs> well, JT, speaking of which, obviously I think you eventually want to be a part of this. When's that going to happen, and who do you want to be with? 
as far as partner was. Man, I, I don't care. I'm, <laughs> I'm, that is unfortunately not my uh, not my position to speak on, either for playing or, or for a partner. But um, if and when the time comes, I'll be happy. But uh, there's so much going on, and, and I'm just honestly happy to be playing the Colonial with, with myself. And to be perfectly honest, I'm happy that I have a caddy and Jimmy when it rains because that sucks just calling golf without a caddy today. I, I had to hold my own umbrella, so that was uh, that was tough. My, I'm a little wet after, after all that, but um, no, I, I will be, if the opportunity presents itself, I will be more than happy, no matter who my partner is and, and what's going on. Well, 20 more last questions here, and we'll let you go. But, uh, no, yeah, thanks. no kidding. <laughs> you got a lot to say, man. All right, we'll let you go. Thanks for calling in. Go dry off, and uh, congrats on a, a great first-time commentating experience. Thanks, fellas. Cheers. All right, should we get to some questions? We had a lot of great questions. Um, People get mad at us when we ask for them and don't get to them, which is that's on me. That's fair. I I read them. I read a lot of them, and then like I kind of gauge. It informs the podcast. Yes, exactly. So even a question I have. Stolly steals them and just doesn't doesn't give credit. (laughs) I've got a great question for you guys. How good? How good was the cat at at, uh, moisture management today? No issues. He always straight to the towel. He has so many towels. A lot of golf towels. Club towel. How many yeah. Sweden's uh, logos did uh, did was Peyton rocking? He had well, the bag on. He had the duffel. Yeah, the yeah. duffel yeah. heavily featured there with, with the OG logo, the barrel mm-hmm. logo. Did he literally change hats on every hole? Yes, that's unbelievable. That's a man who <laughs> every hole or every few holes. I, I thought it was every, every time I remembered to check, he had a different hat on. Well, he was trying to represent all his, which is uh, that's yeah. great. Different interests. Oh, I loved it. If you have a bunch, you of should do that. Do you have any interest though? How about his boy Rosie back in New Orleans? <laughs> he gave a lot of shout outs. Um, serious question from Anti Faldo. Uh, who are you choosing for the next one? Two golfers, two other athletes. Which, before we get to that, shout out to Anti Faldo. The guy brought the noise on Twitter today. <laughs> he did. He, he always was brings fantastic. it Fantastic. Jacksonville I, resident. That's right. Yeah. I, I think it's a no brainer uh, as far as celebrities. And this is recency bias, of course, with The Last Dance, but mm-hmm. I think it's MJ and Steph Curry. That's a good one. I, I don't know how you'd beat that. I thought you were going to say John Paxson. But yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say Chuck. Jeff, Jeff Hortisek, say man. Scott, Chuck and MJ. But Scott Burrell. Yeah. Chuck's like, nobody bad, likes yeah. Chuck more than me. Like, he I don't stinks. Watch he stinks at, at golf, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would love. He's, he's That's in the low booth. handicap privilege, he's, DJ. Yeah, right. That's disgusting. No, I, I right. can see. I he's he's got to be in the booth. He's I, great in the yeah. booth. So I feel like Romo's this other. I don't know. Romo's in this other camp, right? Where he's a broadcaster already. He's got CBS affiliation and all that. So he's kind of set aside. I think he'd be so, good in the booth though too, right? Like, so I feel like, like you this. get Romo involved, but I feel like it's Larry Fitzgerald and Steph Curry as the two, hmm. the two guys. That'd be interesting. Steph Curry is de- a, a definite. I, I think Romo right? would be good I think, too. I think it's got to be MJ. Like, I, I don't think, think MJ, MJ would like, do it. I don't though. think he would. Either. I think you pay him, like, dude, you got to. It's you know, a, MJ has days. all the money. He, done, he took. He turned down two hundred million dollars for a two-hour speech, like for a two-hour conference. <laughs> he doesn't need any <laughs> more money. Is that real? Well, there's like more to <laughs> no, it. No, it is. Well, no. no, I mean, come on. It was like he had, they wanted to use some part of his likeness in some kind of deal. And then like he had to come and show up for like yeah. a two hour meet and greet conference or something for $200 million. And he, he said no. So I doubt MJ would like, do it. Like MJ, MJ is objectively, MJ is a billionaire. Yeah. Right. So, like, but the, the question wasn't realistic, right? I right. think MJ's the right. No, I answer. think I think the question is realistic. Okay. Like, well, like, well, let's put him in an unrealistic okay. camp, though. But I still think he's target number one. But if we're taking him off, I would say Steph Curry is next for me. I think he'd be fantastic at it. I think I Larry think Fitzgerald's up there and Romo. 
and then and Iguodala, Iguodala would be good. Maybe Stefan Iguodala. Would Pac-Man? Be fun. Yeah. Pac-Man would be great. I think Pac-Man would be awesome. <laughs> Can he cross state lines? I feel like he's got some. You're a bad guy. <laughs> Fuck you, DJ. <laughs> Which, before we get to too many qu- more questions, you know, we usually save the coverage stuff as, you know, well, all right, now we'll start being critical, but can we just take like a victory lap on like on golf on television? Taste it. A lot of things we've been saying for so long, we've been desperate, desperate to see all came to fruition. And how much enjoyment did everyone get out of that? Seemed like a lot. We're not, we're not asking for a whole lot. There were, there were more in program ads and activations than anything we've watched this year. And this is different than producing an event with, you know, 80 players on playing a weekend and all that. Like there's different challenges. It's yeah. not apples to apples. Well, but I posted something afterwards and I think it touched it like I think it speaks to that a little bit, at least how I feel personally, because there was a lot of like, oh my God, this is great. We need to do this all the time, blah, blah, blah. I don't think that's the takeaway. Yeah, it's like the, no, like the takeaway is good. not like golf becomes a bunch of zany exhibitions. I don't think anybody's saying that. I think the takeaway for me is like, man, you can do a hell of a lot if you just get a little creative and let the right parts of the broadcast shine Mm -hmm. and really like both A, make it somewhat relatable to put into perspective how good these guys are, and B, when they are doing something exceptional, like really let them speak for themselves Mm -hmm. and explain how exceptional it is. You know I agree. (laughs) You know. I was so locked into every single shot today and – not to pick on, you know, it's not a competition between this and like the Taylor made one, but not a close one. <laughs> I just made, I, I was, you know, well, 30 the, minutes into that, like I was so checked out. I don't remember any of the shots anybody hit except maybe, a, you know, a small handful. But this is why we were so upset last week at them having them mic'd up and screwing it up was like, right? this is what the alternative to that was. Yeah. Like you had the hard part done, just don't talk over them. And we might have had that with yeah. four we of us. didn't have the right producer yeah, last week. Yeah, it just wasn't coordinated properly. And I'm sure it helped for the match to see yeah. that and be like, see all that feedback. And like, hey guys, if we mess this up, like we are going to get roasted. This is not going to go well. And, You're going to have a bad and time. People are going to criticize us. All right. Oh, like you guys are fluffing the producer and all that. Like, yeah, we had Newbarth on here. He was the producer. Like, you know what? Like he hasn't produced a bunch of other stuff. Like he's not in the mix all the time. Right. Like that's, that's he's outside part of the, the deal. Like he's hearing the feedback and saying, "Hey, how would I apply this?" Right. And and I think just from the perspective of of like I don't know. It, it, there's just like so much that's to be done differently. I mean, the mic'd up players is is great, but like again, let's let's plan for every contingency. Like, let's say the players don't let that happen, or the tour doesn't let that happen, or whatever. Let's say that goes out the window. Get some commentators in there who are not like, you know, going to make you tune out. Like, I think that was a yeah. big a big aspect of it. I think having fresh blood in there and having different people who push the envelope. Like, it's fun to have. JT, you know, kind of loosen up. It's fun to have a Charles Barkley. I mean, he does yeah. professional Last basketball week. games. Those are very serious competitions. To Tron's point, you know? though, like new, we're, we're not praising this because like Newbarth comes on our pod and talks about the production. It's the opposite. It's like Newbarth's willingness to kind of like bounce. And he's not solely responsible for this. It's representative of his team, though, are willing to go outside the box, willing to bounce ideas off of us and the public and understanding you know, that, you know, I'm not taking credit for this in any way, but like we're in touch somewhat, I would say, with what fans want. And he wants to know, like, yeah. what, how can they incorporate that into their broadcast? And did that shine through today? Would any one person listening to this or watching this argue otherwise? They're like, you not, have to. they're not so stat- like set on the status quo that, that they're like, that's not their judgment, basically. We're like, all right, like, we're, you know what? If nobody likes this broadcast, 
we're out the door here. Yeah. And like, yeah. I feel like once, once that happens with, with these other guys, it's kind of like, all right, cool. Like all bets are off. We're, we're ready to roll here. Which I think the question <laughs> though <nations. laughs> is how does you take this, which you can't take this and take it to the PJ tour. That's not how it works. Like you, there's a million reasons why yeah, you can't, but do you that. can take parts of it and exactly the ethos yeah. of it. So what are those, yeah. what are those, what That's are the main I mean. I think it's, I think it's the commentators. I think loosening up and not making everything so self-serious and so self-serious is you, the perfect word. You need to have serious moments and there were, and there were even serious moments of this. Sure. Like you could feel the tenseness come in for four straight days of 48 tournaments a year, you don't need to be so fucking serious all the time, you know, like loosen it up, bring in some other people who, who will just yeah. lighten the mood a little it's bit. Like, oh, this is the second round of the Detroit rocket mortgage classic. Like, gosh, this is just such a momentous <laughs> event and all that. And Randy's sitting over here falling asleep on the couch. <laughs> you know? What did you think, Randy? What, what, what would you take away from today and package? <laughs> well, it's, it's hard to know, but I, I would have to think if the players weren't, willing to be mic'd up in some capacity. You could get around that with miking up the caddies. I don't know what's feasible with it's a player run tour, of course. So I, I don't know the answers to any of those questions. But if you put mics on caddies, if like you said, I it's easy to say, well, you know, bring in some announcers. I don't know who those people are necessarily. Like Johnny Miller was great. I'm sorry he but retired. Like, but like part um, of the deal is Maybe nobody knows who those people are, and you bring in somebody like Brian Anderson, who it doesn't matter who the announcers are, as long as they move the action along. It's not about the announcer. If you've got right. stuff to throw it to, though, I mean that's yeah. something that, like, you know, when Terry Gannon's calling golf on a Thursday, he doesn't have that luxury of like, sure. let me throw it down to Phil to and Tiger, Tiger and, right. and, yeah. and and Brady and all that. So I don't know if the answer is microphones and cups, like Fox has, which pick up like some sound bites on the green. It's not about the ball going in the hole, but it's like. But part hey. of that is like it comes down to production and knowing how yeah. to use those snippets, yeah. or like you know, going back. I think, like looking at last week, it was all about. Last week to me was for the hardcore fan, right? I wanted to see seminal. I wanted to see serious golf between four serious golfers. And they whiffed so, so, so badly on that. And then this week was, hey, I want to see, like, I just want to be entertained. Right. Right. And if anything, I got more serious golf out of this this week. And also, like, I was more entertained. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's another one, like, you know, what can you package and what can you take away is the way that they put stuff into context, I thought. And I think some of that was having JT, some of that was having, like, you know, the ability to kind of focus in really on literally just four players. But I think when someone hits a good shot, explain why it's such a good shot in a, in a new way and a yeah. more engaging way. JT and, said earlier, he said, like, on a shot where Tiger hit it to probably 30 feet from, like, 200 yards out. And, and JT was like, God, that was such a good shot. Like, yeah. I can't I can't explain how good a shot that was. And I said the same thing. I was like, yeah. God, that was such well, a good that's shot. that's what I was going to say. Know? Even beyond explaining why it was such a good shot, like, explain why it's such a hard shot leading into it because then yeah. you really want to see whether they pull it off or not. And we're getting down the down the, the wormhole, the rabbit hole. Let's let's stick to some more questions. Okay. Should we? We'll get to a few more here. Stick to sports, DJ. Yeah, stick to sports. Uh, Car for the course. Events like this should be live. Events like last week should be taped and condensed slash produced. Last week Discuss. felt like it should have been cut down to a shells while we're golf. Or yeah. wonderful. What, I, I, I'm so far down the wormhole with our own <laughs> yeah. shit where I can't even tell what a wonderful world of golf or wild world. I don't know what the real Careful, we're going to get in some copyright trouble. We're going to, yeah. people will yeah. claim that we can copied I, that. Can I take it one step further? Is this a no bad ideas zone? 
Are we are we free to express ourselves? Hour twenty four in, I think we're good. <laughs> Honestly, most tournaments on the PJ Tour, like Thursday, Friday, should be taped and like produced down into a one hour telecast. Yes. <laughs> like, do you just whittle it down? Like, get some good sound bites from players afterwards, really explaining some of the key shots. There's so few, not all rounds, like majors, of course. There's there's some big tournaments, and of course now you get into a fight of like what's going to be carried live and what's not. There's a lot of tournaments I would watch a a stripped down one hour version of rather than sitting for five hours on Thursday of the you know X tournament. It'd be a hell of a lot cheaper to produce too. It's got to be something where the the result really doesn't matter. Like Shell's wonderful world of golf, the result does not matter. So tape it. Like who cares who wins? Like produce it and make something entertaining. But out it's of all it. like I guess the. I, I know what you're going to say. The alternative to that is like, and I love this tournament to death, but like, who gives a shit? Like, who's leading after the second round of the right. John Deere Classic? But if you're right? the tour and Better, you're going to sell that to John Deere, like, you're not going to. But I guess we're not seeing, like, I my thing is the coverage and the broadcast is doing such a poor job of showing us who's leading and who is. Because oftentimes it's somebody who's teed off in the morning and is already off the course. Mm-hmm. Where like, it doesn't, yeah. like, like, First two rounds, it doesn't matter. Just give us the, and and actually, you could serve the sponsor that much better. Like you could you could show the whole course, you could show the, the whole uh, package of the tournament. I know? think people will get like that. Then we get back at like really Tiger Woods on the golf course right now, and I can't watch him because it's not live right now. Which I, I think take with how valuable live sports are, yeah. it's really hard to argue. Like take not, I I think to Carl for the course's question last weekend's driving really like hundred percent. The result did not matter right. for that. No one's going to tweet out the spoilers from the event. Now, a weekly PGA Tour event, yeah, I think live obviously makes a lot of sense. Guys, but. confession, I have no. Like, I went to the beach last week. I have, I still have no idea who won. It was a the, thrilling playoff. The rib and, and the greatest player of all time added. Ricky was involved. Would you care to <laughs> hazard a guess whether his team won or lost? Randy, please That's tell unfair. me. That's unfair. He played great last week. Please tell me. Peyton Manning, by they the way. Lost. To, to throw some flames to Randy, uh, Peyton Manning now as many PJ Tour Challenge wins as uh, Tony Fina. Mm. That's right. You guys are opposite bad. field events. You guys are bad. This guys. was just another opposite field. Win. Tony's never going to win. He's got the curse of the uh, Puerto Rico Open. Exactly. He's been playing with Zach out in bad uh, guys. Bad guys. <laughs> well, by the way, Zach's playing a, a pro scratch up in Wyoming, <laughs> in the middle of fucking nowhere, Wyoming. <laughs> It's uh, great. Larceny Crook. See, I would watch a one-hour stripped-down yeah. broadcast of that, but right. not the live thing. This question, is, this question is for Big Randy from Larceny Crook. Is Phil's neurotic energy approaching Bryson backyard driving net levels? Uh, I don't really know. What, uh, I don't either, but I thought it was a lot of, a <laughs> lot of cute you buzzwords. Haven't, uh, have you haven't been going on the Twitch stream? Have no. You, no, the Instagram videos that Bryson's posting are, and I'm not a big, like, go follow Bryson's Instagram. Someone, people have been sending them to me. They're unbelievable. It's just him. It's like when we were at Coastal Indoor Golf the other day and the long drive guy was hitting next oh. to us. It's like that. He's just like grunting and swinging as hard as he it's You would love it. It's yeah. unbelievable. Well, and that's exactly what Phil looked like today. So well, I, I can relate to the question. To answer the question, then yes. I'll <laughs> say I Phil's whole deal is great, and I continue to maintain that Bryson's whole deal is great. Joshua Weeks, did anyone literally jump off the couch when A, Phil almost hit Cat's ball after telling him to mark it, and of course B, Brady hooping it? There was a lot of screaming. Yes, Tron and were yes. watching it yeah. together. There was shrieking going on. I kind of said to DJ, I was like, like they got to be fucking with this. Yeah, right? that, that wasn't real. That's the one that's going to keep you coming back. Yeah, exactly. How do you go from not finding the club face to a, a sick right? shout that spackspun into the hole? That was, that was what really got me was all the 
the backspin on it. I, as a, a juice. As really? a fellow 8.1, I saw exactly what he was doing. It was the old rope. talk about was, that for a second? It was the old rope-a-dope. How many, yeah, what is the actual, in, like, what would you have to give Tom Brady, stroke-wise? Like, you're, you guys are not playing The USGA says we're both 8.1. Anytime, you know what, he won't show up. Anytime he's ready to go, I'm happy to, I'm happy to throw down with him. I think we touched on this a little bit, but at in Cheney three felt like the cart cams were great. Does big Randy change his tune on riding or is he still concerned about the supers and the damage to the course after this? I'm exceptionally concerned about the course <laughs> and you know, you're a moron putting, <laughs> putting these supers in such a difficult position where if they're to speak up, you know, they're going to come under such Be fire. Yeah. Coming against, you know, this charity match. I think it puts them in a very difficult position. I think you <laughs> wish you guys could see the seriousness on his face. I think you're right adding now. hours to their workload on a holiday weekend. It's <laughs> which is supposed to be about the troops, which is supposed to be all about the troops. Yeah. It's disgusting. I, if not only am I not backing off it, I'm more impassioned <laughs> and no carts. Cart cams might have saved this thing. I think. Cart cams are sweet. It actually gave you a good transition to the next hole. And like, honestly, like is, is, my eyes were on the screen every time they were yeah. riding in their carts. The, the Phil driving eleven, and then the like the suspense of him driving up to see where his ball was yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, can we talk? Like, I think Tiger and Tomlin should be partners. <laughs> Just because they're starting to look similar, and then Brady and I'm not, or and then uh, Mickelson. I'm not sure who who you pick for Mickelson, like Andy Reid, maybe. But <laughs> no, Phil's lost a lot of weight. Come on, Phil man, great. All right, so what uh, at m Shri- m underscore shrives? What's the balance between this twenty million raised for charity and version one playing individually for nine million? The players need to get paid, but it can't always be measured against this philanthropic scenario. But maybe it always needs a charity component. Discuss. I think I touched on that a little earlier. I, from my perspective, you know, you can pay them behind the scenes, but I don't think the match buildup should be about the payout or the money on the line. I, I think it's going to be more entertaining if it's for charity or if it's for like dumb stakes. Well, that seems like a maybe a, a parting question is like, where do these go going forward? I mean, well, what, what does it look like? Because I do think that there's there was so much like juice in this one. There was so much excitement because it was the first one. It felt like they really nailed. I think if this was the eighth one that looked identical, we would be complaining like, oh, these are starting to get a little stale. Yeah. And so I'm, I don't know what they do to kind of keep that from happening. If they are planning to do more, which I assume that you know, this was a raving success, they will be planning to do more. But yeah, I'm curious. I would love to hear the panel's discussion. Well, that's a fair question that. of, is this are we so high right now on this? Because of, comparatively speaking, it was great. But is the fourth one of these? Yeah, I don't want to like. I don't want to see one of these next week or no. two months or in three months. But like, yeah, in December, do I want to see one of these when the when the tour season is 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 wrapped up? Sure. Like, I, and and I think. And what what would make you excited for that? I guess. Going back to our discussion from earlier, is I would love to see like like old. Like, I would love to see old versus young, like Tiger and MJ, or Tiger and um, I'm not even sure who else would be a a good candidate, but. Somebody else from the NBA who was who was older, and then and then like JT and Steph, like that'd be yeah, that'd be great, you know. I Some, still think the most yeah. important part of this, and we said this before match one, was our hopes that this would help drive change to normal television production. It hasn't since then, but I think still the most important thing that can come from this is yeah. not more good versions of this. It's an example. It's examples of change, which I don't have confidence that they'll get. No, I I totally agree. But I also think that more of these will happen, and so I, I think it's interesting to kind of think of because I think think about the future of these. Part of it is is I feel like the the 
the incumbents, the CBSs and the NBCs, look at these and say, like, oh, like, fuck these. Like, these are the the flunkies or the guys that, like, didn't make it into our broadcast things. When it's like, no, like, these are the guys that are actually listening to the feedback and, and, and kind of acting on it and all of that. And then, and then also, like, to a certain extent, I feel like this is what the PGL would look like. Like, you know, mm-hmm. not necessarily, mi- like, you know, minus Peyton and Tom, but... But also, you know, you're looking at 50, you know, 48, 50 golfers every week who are mic'd up, who are, you know, playing courses that are like they're they're basically like you're showing every shot of theirs and you're showing different feeds and all that. And I don't know. I just feel like it's it's basically like it's more fan focused than it is just. Yeah. You know, jacking off at the at the, <laughs> at the temple of the. <laughs> don't finish that sentence. Whatever you're gonna say, don't finish that. At the, sentence. At, at the temple of the P, at, of the FedEx Cup. There you go. Yeah. Okay. There we go. <laughs> well, in fairness, let's do this question at West Hartline. A veritable limp biscuit yeah. of FedEx Cup points. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how would that have been better? We got to be fair. If we want to be critical at any point, how would that have been better? I mean, that seriously, what would any of you done to improve that format and execution aside from fewer commercials, which really wasn't that bad, maybe. I think we said this up front, but for me, it would be I would play all shot the whole time. I guess, yeah. but I, who who could have predicted that that would have been or dude like a like you a, know. I don't think I I think nine holes is too short. Yeah, I think eighteen holes is probably too long. Do a twelve hole match, and then also I would have broken up the tees a little bit more, mm-hmm. where you, know, you put like more strokes too for like the Peyton Brady playing a four hundred and sixty five yard part four. Like that still seemed excessive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was disappointed in the Barkley challenge. I yeah. I didn't know it was pre-recorded. It was kind of flat, and I was expecting it to be the the cherry on top of everything. It, granted, it was very dark, and so maybe not even feasible to do it live. But had he gotten out of the booth and gone out there and had those four guys like around him, like roasting him totally. the whole way down, like that's kind of what I was picturing. I think that so. should be a recurring thing, by the way. Like, can Charles make a bogey? Yes. Yeah. Well, I think it's part of that bit. was. I think part of that was like if they would have wrapped it up by thirteen or fourteen. Right. That probably was going to happen. I think that Maybe. was what the plan was. It was like we have a pre-recorded one. If okay. if it gets too dark, but if not, oh, we are going to save the last not like hour. Charles. Because yeah. I thought Charles <laughs> sold it like he was going to go do it. I'm like, oh, yeah. well, that's, that's terrible. Yeah. That's terrible, Kenny. So I apologize to any Snowpiercer fans for any delay uh, overrun of this podcast. Shout out to yeah. Bong Joon Ho. Snowpiercer kind of looks sick. I might check it out on demand. <laughs> the movie's wild. Um, Randy, don't laugh at this. I'm being dead serious. Don't don't be a dick. Okay. Do you think this helped grow the game? No. God damn it, man! <laughs> <laughs> this didn't grow the game. Like, like what? Uh, for so going back, <laughs> we were out at we were out at Jack's Beach this week. Mm-hmm. Do, does the game need to be grown? It was maybe too big. Thank you, John. <laughs> That's what I've been saying for no less than five years now. I don't I, I don't know why I don't know why this would grow the game, but. Do you, you know well, and I don't. I don't know what the answer is. But I mean, I, I don't think it needs to grow the game. I don't think it does either. But I think I, it did grow the game. I mean, I don't think it. Whether you wanted to or not, hurts. But it, do, what I'm getting at, do you think people watch this thought, "Oh my gosh, golf looks fun," and we're in the middle of a pandemic? I have nothing to do. Maybe I'll go to the driving range tomorrow. I, I, I think you can make yes. a slight case for yes. Yeah. I believe your yeah, phrase yeah, in this scenario maybe. is "golf looks like a delightful romp." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It does. I think I would definitely think so. Uh, I don't know. I just thought yeah. that's an interesting question. I, I'm not. You know, who's to say, really? <laughs> I think that's... I think, parallel to that, golf is in a wild place right now because, to your point on Jack's Beach, like, 
which is not a lot for people to do. Talking to the people at Jack's Beach, like which is our we talk about all the time, but our our local muni here, it is overrun with people right now. It's absolutely insane. They're on pace like since March first, they've averaged two hundred twenty two rounds a day, which is whatever on pace for eighty thousand rounds. It's like thirty percent over last year, which was the record breaking year <laughs> yeah. in twenty five years. Point being, there's a lot of people whether. They're golfers who don't get to play because they don't have time or they're people trying it out or whatever. There's a lot of people that are playing golf right now and a good, uh, I feel like this match, whether it does anything to help the game, hurt the game, whatever, it was extremely well-timed, I think, at the minimum. It feels like golf is catching a, a small break, which is kind of fun to see. I'll throw in one last shout for the uh, Ernie Johnson pregame essay. I know we kind awesome. of mentioned it in, in passing, yeah. but it, from all records I've ever heard of anyone that's ever worked with him, he's the goat and like the greatest and a dude that a lot of people root for and uh tc's raising his hand so i'd like to i'd like to just acknowledge this that uh ernie johnson marist graduate mm. marist alum really the, the yeah. marist school. the marist school yeah okay. shout, out, shout out to atlanta georgia <laughs> that's cool uh normally i i think you know a lot of benefits of the doubt in terms of obviously this is a charitable endeavor and that like a fl- if there was a i think it's fair to say if this was a fluff piece in the middle of a PJ Tour broadcast, I would be critical of it, but in this scenario, it fit and was great. Was so awesome. I can EJ's, talk out of both sides of my mouth. EJ's one, but the best. Yeah. So that was that was really cool, and I just thought, I yeah, like I said, the, the they came into the first one with this. This is gonna be the greatest, yeah. and here we go. And they afforded themselves no benefits of the doubt. And this time around, they just quietly went about their business. They showed instead of told, and it was a delightful romp. That I might be say. that might be the biggest takeaway right there is if you're making anything inside of golf is like the more you tell me it's going to be fun, the less fun it probably is going to be. Mm-hmm. Like Teddy just, Roosevelt, just make it Speak. just make it fun. Don't don't try to c- come up with some contrived plan to like trick me into thinking it's fun. Just actually make it fun. Speak and softly and carry a big stick. There we go. Exactly. Like, like the cat. I could think of no better <laughs> way to wrap this unless you guys have anything else. We can go to the man in the arena for a while if you want, but. I don't know are there any other TR quotes to drop off. No, I can't. I, I don't have any. Shout out to the national parks. Well, <laughs> thank you for everyone for tuning in. This was uh, a pod I think we were very much looking forward to doing rather than being uh, very frustrated and upset at what we watch on television. And uh, hope there's many more of these in the future, properly spaced out so we don't get sick of them. But uh, congrats to everyone involved. And uh, thanks for entertaining us on a Sunday. And that thanks was to the people seri- who, who took our phone calls as well. Yes, as well. Yeah, yeah, like, serious, seriously, thank you. Yeah. Like, this I, was like I was... I don't know. I went to the beach last weekend after nine holes this weekend. I was giddily laughing at DJ and saying, like, this is awesome. Yeah. That's great. Which we are, if you, d- you are listening to this pot, you know how hard we are to please. Yeah. And this pleased us. So thank you for that. Cheers and crack on. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! Expect anything.